G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam and Tim, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast, the award-winning podcast that's sometimes about neighbours. At Watch Neighbour, you can follow us on the socials there. What we do is we watch episodes of Neighbours on Vimeo. Uh, you can go to vimeo.com or you can go on the Vimeo app and the channel Neighbours UK Fans Forever and watch episodes 4044 to 48 along with us if you if you choose to. If you don't want to, if you just want a summary, just like Tim here, say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Thank you. Uh, you we, we'll, we'll do the hard work for you. We'll recap it. I'll tell you what went on. And Adam will tell you what really went on. You will. Adam's just nodding there. Can we steal all the content off this Vimeo channel and create our own Vimeo whiskey? Uh, Vimeo channel? Because I feel like we're constantly plugging other people and they don't come on the show themselves despite us inviting them. Actually, that, because uh, we, we host this, get a, get a bit behind the scenes now. We host this podcast with Acast, uh, who are wonderful, by the way. Uh, but there is an automatic integration with Vimeo. So if we did want to put videos onto Vimeo, it's already there. We can do it through. We can we'll do ask Fletch if we can, if we'll give him like four Australian dollars to get all of Neighbours onto our Vimeo channel. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the deal with Amazon is pretty locked in, though, Tim, if I'm honest. Nah, I'll, I'll tweet. Jeff Bezos, and we'll we'll get out of that. Don't worry. Just say sorry, Jeff. It's off. Vimeo have come in. We spoke to Fletch, so they don't want they don't want any money anymore. They want to give it to us. Uh, if you do want to give us money, you can go to patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch, and you can give us a pound a month. And what you'll get for that is early access to these episodes that usually come out on a Friday. But if you're a patron, they'll come out on Wednesday for you, and you'll get the odd bonus episode as well. And, and you can also, if you're not 100% sure, I told you this last week, but I'm going to tell you again. You can get a seven-day free trial. Try it for weeks. See what you think about it. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. It's not a problem at all. If you do like it, you've just discovered that you like it. So fantastic. This is this is how I convinced my, my seven-year-old to, to try new food, basically. I'm like, if you don't like it, great. You never have to try it again. Don't worry about it. Do like it when you've just discovered a new food that you like. I mean, that's awful because we've got some shit episodes and broccoli tastes like shit. So I, I like broccoli. I like broccoli as well. <laughs> I, I but, eat it. I don't enjoy it. But I can't really, I don't really do, I'm, working in fine dining restaurants has is, is done my taste buds a little bit because I can't have like normal broccoli. I have to have like the, the tender stem or the purple sprouting broccoli now. Are you yeah, saying so. right now you've only worked at fine dining restaurants? Because that's a lie. <laughs> no, I've only worked at fine dining, fine dining restaurants recently. So my taste buds, you know, like your your DNA changes every seven years or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm in, in the cycle I'm in now is a fine dining cycle. This is such complete so, so my taste buds are in a fine dining thing where it can only eat tender stem or purple. You're, you're in, it's entirely fucking mental and you're you're in a arrogant phase. That is, that is all it is. You have got more pretentious over the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm not going to argue with that, really. Uh, it's probably going to be won awards. 
it's nothing to do with DNA. It's it's that you're a chameleon. Like you you go into an environment and you become it. So you go into a fucking dirty, sleazy fucking restaurant and you, well, yeah. Um, and you go to a fine dining and suddenly you think you're a um, a dirty fucking sleaze. You're right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say sommelier, but yeah, that too. <laughs> so if you do like what you listen to, if I could ask one small favour of you even though I am in my arrogant phase right now, is that if you could maybe go on your Spotify or your Apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and just give us a rate and a review, that'd be really, really helpful. Get us up the charts a little bit uh, and help people discover us even more. I mean, obviously, I imagine you'll tell all your friends about us anyway, but if you could do that, we'd be very, very grateful indeed. Let's get right into the neighbours, straight into it. Uh, right up it. Right up it. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is stick. I've, what I've done here is I've taken your your advice on board from both of you. Uh, I was calling them flu. You two hated it. So now I'm calling them stick as, of course, Stu and Flick. Uh, last, when we left them, when we left them last, Stu was asking Flick to marry her. And my, my, my interpretation of Flick's face was like, nah, I don't think I want to. I, don't, I can't remember what your interpretation of that was. Neither can I. Neither can I. Uh, but her interpretation was it, of it was, yes. She says yes, she is. She wants to marry Stu. She loves Stu very much and wants to marry him. So they all go back to the Scully's house. She, she shows off the ring. Everyone's really excited for her. Lynn looks a little bit pissed off at first. She doesn't. She cries happy tears straight away. No, I felt there was a, there was a second of, uh, I'm not massively sure about this, but I'm just going to be happy for my daughter anyway. And Stu seems like a nice bloke. So just going to be happy for it. Just, just a second or two. Just a second or two there. Haven't they? Uh, am I missing something? They're not. They've not been together, have they? What do you mean? Not, they, they've not. Have they barely even been dating? They've been together for about yeah. three weeks. Yeah, yeah about three, four weeks. not like yeah. not like full on. And he's yeah. This is weird. It's more the fact that she's fucking off to New York for six months, which means it makes no sense. Mm. But yeah, she does need to leave the show at this point. So they didn't have anything much better for her. Uh, so. This is the night. This is the night they're leaving. They're going the next morning. So they're all going to the airport. And Stu's got the limo. He's like, don't worry about the airport taxi. A, they're fucking well expensive. B, they're never on time. I've got a fucking limo. Got my hat with me. All the Scullies can come with us as well. We all get off to the airport. Uh, But Flick, and I'm not sure what, Tim, you'll probably know what this term is. But when you, you do something unconsciously, but really consciously, Subconscious. Yeah, that could be the term, yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> so, subconsciously, she's left the engagement ring at home. I'm glad you, you thought Tim would not. Not, that, not like, <laughs> this is really obvious. Anyone over the age of seven will know the answer to this. You went with Tim, so cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for jumping in, Tim. I mean, I just, I just felt like I didn't want to come across like a fucking moron and <laughs> did actually know the answer to that so <laughs> but yeah she's left she's left it at home by accident but as as Adam has pointed out there subconsciously I, I kind of think she's left it at home because she's not really going to marry him at all and she's just kind of said yes to just be nice and have it nice when she's leaving but she's got no intention marrying this guy they're not going to get married Adam doesn't seem sure I mean, they're not, and we know that because she becomes Oliver Lance and does kiss, kiss, and all that kind of shit. We know that. However, at this stage, the last shot of 
Holly Valance Flick Scully in this show is uh, looking wistfully out the window, but looking at a wedding, sorry, engagement ring. So I think at this stage, she, the idea of the show and the character is every intention um, of marrying him. Because you're going to get to it, I'm sure. She has left it behind. Um, and she realizes only when she gets to the airport, and Stu says, Don't worry, I'll go back and get it. Do you want to, do you want to pick that one up? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that baton and run with that one. So, yeah, she's like, Oh, fuck, I forgot. I took it off and washed my hands. I've left it in the kitchen sink or whatever. And Stu's like, Don't worry, I'll fucking get back for it. So he does fucking blast it back home, gets the ring, fucking pegs it down the motorway. He's driving forwards rather than backwards because that's the fastest way to go. Uh, but he gets pulled over by a cop car. Yeah. So he gets, and you're like, fuck, he's not going to make it because they've got the, the, the airport flying, sign is flashing going, last call, last call for this. There was absolutely no you know? way he was going to make it. No way. Yeah, because they don't really sync up the time here properly because he's still getting fucking searched by a police car. And the last I, call. I just, I just want to point out, by the way, this isn't the movie Cars. It's the police who've pulled him over. <laughs> he said that a police car pulled him over and now he's getting searched by a police car it's not the car that's doing it no but think about it Tim that's what a seven year old would say <laughs> that's what they would say because the police is the car and, and everything that goes with it <laughs> I think the thing that's wrong with Jay is something like what happened to Benjamin Button but rather than just ageing backwards he's just stopped ageing <laughs> Like, Have you I think seen... his, head, his head stopped when he was seven. I think his body stopped when it was about 19, with the exception of the loss of the neck, but that's not an ageing thing. That's something else. Have you seen Billy Madison with Adam Sandler? Yes. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking man-child who needs to do fucking school again. <laughs> so you're like, fuck you. He's not going to make it. He's been pulled over by the police car, of course. Uh I don't know. I'm assuming Lightning, Lightning McQueen comes along and helps him in, at some point and gets him because he does just get there. She goes through the gate. And you're like, oh fuck, he's lost. He's he's not made it. How upsetting! And then she comes back through the gate, which I don't, I don't know. This was well, this was post nine eleven, so I don't think you can do. You definitely can't do shit like that at airports. I think this. I think friends stole from neighbors here because this is what Jennifer Aniston does at the end of that. She she gets off the plane and that's what Holly Valance does here. She gets off the plane. She says, I can't go just yet. And then he rocks up with the ring and off she pops. Yeah, I don't think you can actually do that shit in that. It's quite sad. It's quite nice, though, because we'd all had enough of her and, and everything anyway. But there's kind of a sunset and the plane taking off and that's the end of Flick Scully. It's quite a big moment, really. I think she's, you know, she, she'd be one of the, the top main eventers, someone who everybody knows was in Neighbours, like an Imbruglia or a Minogue or, heaven yeah. forbid, a Delta Gudrum. Like, they say her last day. It was quite it's quite. A, um, important moment, she just fucks off. Yeah, I think that that's what I think that looks about. It's not about Stu, it's about I'm off to have a fucking great career now. Uh, and I can probably just pawn this ring if things get if things go badly. There's a couple of grand in this right here. This is, this is why we need to get Holly Valance on just to find out if she kept the ring. <laughs> the Very shitty good. prop wing prop ring of which there were probably seven and were all made of something worth less than two dollars no i reckon they got the real thing for her you might have been like a nice you know they do that for cast members they get them nice little presents and stuff that could have been hers we'll ask her when she's on we'll ask her uh so yeah that's it she's gone Stu's getting on with his life 
Um, he decides to get on with his life by really kicking in his limo business. He's not really getting on with it, though, because he spends most of these episodes on the phone to Flick. He does, yeah, there is there is a good episode where he's just kind of buzzing in the background on the phone, just asking him about New York and stuff. But when he's not on the phone to her, he's trying to kickstart his limo business a bit. Uh, so he enlists the help of Libby to take some photos of him outside his limo and stuff like that for, I'm assuming, a website or some sort of flyers. Who knows? But Stu comes across the, comes across the idea, actually, Libby's pretty hot. I might get more business if I get Libby in a limo suit on top of the limo car doing sexy pictures. A limo suit. You definitely just said limo suit. I want to know. Who you wear if you're driving a limo, Tim? <laughs> Come on, it's obvious. <laughs> I think you meant swimsuit, though, did he not? Or did no. you actually mean some kind of suit? You meant no, like a driver. It means suit that you wear if you're driving a limo. Yeah, a limo it's suit. looks good in the hat. It's more the hat than the suit. I, I like the level of creativity that you just went with limo, limo suit like you'd think everyone would know what that was. Adam did. Keep up to Both fucking mental. <laughs> this is what comes from knowing a retard for 35 years. <laughs> this is what comes from watching the fucking episodes, Tim, you lazy bastard. <laughs> I, I hesitate to say this because I may have misread the situation. But is you and Libby flirting a little bit here? Nah. Nah. What they do is they try and make it seem like the flirting is a little joke. It's quite good. So Libby says, oh, does my bum look big in this? Obviously, like, just a, what, a cliche line sort of thing. And Stu, like, for a second goes, and then she goes, way, and he goes, ah. And then he says something, and then she goes, for a second, she kind of looks at him, and then he goes, way, and she goes, ah. It's quite funny. I think they're both doing it, and then they both take a picture of both their bums at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's It's quite nice. It's quite funny. I quite like it. Yeah, no, I quite liked it, but yeah, I didn't know if that was where nah. it was. I don't know if I misread that situation. Drew died. Speaking of people who have gone off and had a successful musical career, Delta Goodrum. So she's bumped into Taj Coppin, uh, Tani's older brother, uh, and he's asked her out on a date. And uh, but he's a but he has said he is not the stalker because she's gone, oh, well, you must be the guy who's like sending me messages and stalking me then. And he's like, no, I'm not sorry about that, but wouldn't mind going on a date with you. So let's go on a date. They go on a date and goes, ah, I fucking was the stalker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's too late now because you're on a date with me. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's it makes- too late now. And Delta goes, seems legit, not a problem at all. She's kind of like, if face is like, well, we were going to go on a date anyway. You've asked me on this date. Like, you seem nice. I quite like you. It's It was so weird that it was just him. I mean, it should have been him from the start, but then they kind of... It was almost as if they thought, oh, we'll make it this guy. Then halfway through, they thought, someone went, what if we make it more of a mystery? And it's not that guy. And they went, okay. But then it, sometimes the obvious answer is the best one. And they went, should we just make it that guy? And they went, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Nothing really exciting happened. It, it, she smiles. He smiles. He's brought a picnic basket. They're at the park. Having a nice little date. Little he's not. Date. Brought, he's not brought any champagne this time. That was that was Army Ray's fall down last time. He tried getting her pissed. Where do you think these two stand? Because we've had a we've had stick, obviously, and there's a bit of D and Toady this week. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that, Tim. Um, there's quite a few couples. Where do you think Delta Goodrum and Taj Coppin rank on this couple scale? Do you think they've got more or less chemistry than um, Stick had? What do you think? I think they've got a fair amount of chemistry. Be honest, I think they're yeah, I think they're doing. He's like a 
you know, he's he's kind of a jock, but not too much of a jock. He's a nice jock. He's a stalker. Oh, yeah, there is that as well. He wasn't really a stalker, though. He was just sending us some messages saying, I'm a big fan and I really like you. It wasn't, it's just, it's just what you do on a weekday, Tim. It wasn't anything too bad. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing then you ever sent worse than anything you sent on Tinder, Tim. So, yeah. Uh, oh, do you think they are going to do a t- another twist where they go, ah, there was another stalker? No, it's dead. It's done. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think they've got any chemistry either. I think it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> slightly more than um, Stu and Flick. Um, slightly less than Dee and Toadie, but I think all three of those couples are fucking horrendous and I don't care about any of them. There you go. Uh, one couple that has got chemistry, though, Carol and Susan. Still? Yeah, they've got it by the fucking bucket loads, these two. <laughs> um, the fuck it bucket. <laughs> so, of course, they're getting married. They're, they're renewing their vows. Uh, so we are, FYR, we are fast hurtling towards a wedding special, by the way. Fuck, wed fest. <laughs> God. No, not a festival, just a special. Okay. Just one solitary special. I'm all right with that. Uh, but that idea of a fest is a good idea. Though. No, move on. <laughs> uh, so Carl's decided, rather than, you know, uh, paying out money for like a piano player or using a relative or anything like that he's decided to write his own song this is quite a nice novel idea don't you think Tim? No it's a terrible idea <laughs> however it's fucking terrible uh, and Susan fucking hates it it's... and and she she confides in Harold she's like he's wrote me a song it's fucking terrible and, and I was like oh what do you mean like I thought you loved Free as a Bird or Free as a River or what it was called and she's like I did he's a fucking one hit wonder though which so, we know isn't true, having been to an Alan Fletcher gig. We know he's just hit after hit, banger yeah. after banger. I'll kill a no filler. Yeah, it is a bit of a shit song, though, to be honest. So Harold has a solution. It's even to me, someone like me, this is very obvious what's going on here. His obvious solution is I've got someone who can sing as well, who's really good at singing, has already got a fucking great song in the You're band. You're not talking company. about uh, Bond Try, are you? Yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. But somehow, Susan thinks that Harold wants to sing at the wedding, and it's not... And play the tuba. And play the tuba, even though it's quite obvious he's talking about Delta Goodrum going, well, there's Delta Goodrum over here, so maybe she should fucking sing at your wedding. She was already right. She's already writing another single, so... She's got an album coming out. She's got an album coming out. He's picked one, there's probably 11 tracks on there, pick one. There'll be a slow one on there, it's probably track four. It's usually the slow one. Can you think of any memorable track fours, Tim? Could you give me a top five track of... Track fours. I don't pay that much attention, but I mean, let, let's. What's, what's Bruno Mars's track four? <laughs> <laughs> don't put any of this in now. This is this is shit. Yeah, this is nothing now. I don't know. Na- name an artist, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you a track four. Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> name name a single album name of Snoop Dogg's. Doggy style. I don't have any tea. I mean, are we doing this? Like, <laughs> Is there actually an album called Doggy? Oh, there it is. Nineteen ninety-three. Yeah, Doggy style. Track four. Is the shiznit. Slow one. There you go. About love as well, I imagine. DJ He's clearly tuned into like Smooth FM. He's late night. DJ Balls is there playing the hits. I'll fast forward it in case it's just a skip. I <laughs> That's what I want for the summer special. <laughs> Fucking chilled out, 
big pimping going on. Let's get Snoop on. <laughs> I'll if ask you him. Caught him at the right time. He probably would. I bet Snoop likes neighbours. I mean, I imagine I'm imagine getting. I don't get high, but I imagine getting really high and watching neighbours would actually be quite pleasant. Honestly, I bet it'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah, there's another idea for the summer, maybe. I don't know. Making maybe some. I don't know. It's quite a lot of ideas. It could be like some sort of festival, maybe. I don't know. Cool. We'll move on anyway. Then Susan decides that she wants to bring Gino in, which is great because it's a it's, it's a fantastic Gino uh, cameo. I love a bit of Gino. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's just set up a wedding business. After his success with Camelot, he's set up a wedding business now. So I've asked him to come round. And he does, he comes round with a fucking trolley worth of stuff. A literal fucking trolley worth of stuff. And he's like, right, get the fucking pot, get the kettle on. We've got a lot of fucking stuff to get through here. And he's... Well, it, he's, cut, it cuts back to him after a bit, and he's obviously told him all his fucking ideas. And he's got one of those jester collars on. <laughs> and he's got um, a fairy wand in his hand. <laughs> as he finishes up his ideas he's just been given a load of shit props and told all these things and he's he's like oh well he, he's got like an idea for sky writing and they're like saying well it'll all of what if it goes wrong then he wants to do something with butterflies and susan says well they'll all die so <laughs> what's the point in that he's just got a load of ridiculous over-the-top romantic ideas as you say, like singing his own song. Every time like someone bangs a glass, they've got a shag on the table. Just shit <laughs> ideas that nobody wants to see. At one point, they, 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 they discuss fancy dress and things like that, and that gets shot down as well. Yeah, they just want a normal wedding where love is the theme. So <laughs> that's what they end up with. That is, the greatest, that is the greatest theme of all. And they managed to get rid of Gino because he has been asked to do Oklahoma, a new show. Um, it's going to take up all his time. So he has to say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do the wedding. And they're like, thank fuck for that. And they kind of bin him off. Um, and he goes off into an Oklahoma storyline, yeah. which I don't really, really think we need to get to today because that's where it is. They're off doing the Oklahoma stuff. Loads of people get involved in that. They do involve, they do get involved in Joe Scully's garage and he flips out about that. But maybe we can get to that in a minute. Yeah, because Lynn's just having a general bitch about Joe Scully. Lynn's been a dickhead in these episodes. She is, to be honest, because she's she's just... Joe just wants a bit of time to himself. That's all he wants. Just a little bit of time to himself. She, takes his, she takes his garage without asking. Can't Brings them all in. Gino, Harold, all of them are in there discussing this new play. They've taken over his garage. It's the one thing he had, which was a break from all his daughters and all that shit that was going on. Um, and she takes it from him and she kind of makes it seem like he should be sharing it and he shouldn't be like all that kind of stuff. She's just a bitch, sick of Lynn. Uh, I think it's since she's become mates with Rosie. Yeah. And that's maybe. what it is. She, Rosie's a bad influence on her and just, yeah, just just let the man be. Just let Joe Scully be. He's, he's got a lot going on. He's got a fucking house full of kids. Like he's had to deal with the whole fucking Steph and Flick thing. And then Flick's fucked off. He's now got to pay for another fucking wedding with Flick and Stu out in fucking nowhere. He's not got a refund from the last one. And Michelle's still got a fucking gun in that garage somewhere. She has. Hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best Summer Hoyland, and you're listening to the OG and the best Neighbours podcast, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Speaking of Rosie, might as well fucking talk about her now, alright? She's sticking her fucking nose in, as usual. But do you know what the annoying thing is, right? I think she might be right. So Harold's right, got a new, Yeah, Harold's got a new bird on the go. Uh, Ruby. Is it Ruby? Yeah. Um, and But her son's got a farm and it's in some sort of financial trouble. And she doesn't want to ask Harold for help, but she does want to ask Harold for help. And obviously Harold's just the greatest Samaritan out there. So he's like, I'll give you the fucking money. I'll, I'll give you the check tomorrow. We'll go straight to the bank in the morning. She's like, no, no, I can't do it. Uh, 15 grand, please. Thank you. 
uh, make it out to Ruby. Thank you. Rosie's doing some digging on this because she's got a hunch that she's full of shit. She's trying to catch her out, isn't she? And she kind of does yeah. with where the farm is and stuff like that. But I think if you listen back to some old episodes, I said Ruby was full of shit from the start because she was so she had so much in common with Harold and they met on this dating thing that there was no way it was going to work. It was too much of a coincidence that she did pretty much everything that Harold did. And now it does look like it's going to be a scam. But in saying that, they've still got a lot more chemistry than fucking Flick and Stu and all the other dickheads on this show at the moment. <laughs> so there you go. So there we go. Right. Oh, we're rattling through these. It's because they're fucking boring and nothing really happened. Let's rattle through. Let's rattle through. Should we talk about the OG? Always love talking about the OG. So she tells, she's really pushing this Steph and Max thing again, even though they've got no fucking chemistry. There's a side point. Does Steph have chemistry with anybody? Oh, that's a good point, you know. All the people she's been in a relationship, but she's never had any. The only chemistry I think she ever had was with Drew. Correct. I was going to say that. With every, that's what makes it so heartbreaking. Yeah. With he died. Else, he did die. Uh, everybody else she's ever been paired with, absolutely fucking zero chemistry. You can see it coming, though, because you know the kind of character she is. Drew's the only... Like, even if they didn't do the, the, the run-in with Drew, you'd think, well, they're the only two that would come close to each other anyway. Mm. But, but Summer is manufacturing this. And she lets Boyd in on the plan as well. She she need, she sees the, the need to bring in some outside help. So she's like, listen, Boyd, Steph and my dad, we're getting them together. But fucking Boyd hates the idea. Absolutely blows his top at Summer, saying, have you forgot about Mum? I can't believe you're doing this. Max comes home and is like, what are you arguing about? Uh, and he has to calm, Summer storms off. And he has to calm uh, Boyd down. He's like, listen, me and Steph are just mates. I don't know if you've seen us together, but there's zero fucking chemistry going on here. So you don't need to worry about it. We're just mates. I don't even think there's any mate chemistry, though. Like, she comes over and she ends up watching a bit of the cricket, but it's fucking painful. They end up teaming up to take part in an air hockey competition at the pub, and they have a hug, and they try and make something out of that. Libby's like, whoa, you hugged? And Steph was like, yeah, but I haven't held his hand, so fuck you. It means nothing. Um, And that's like, there's no chemistry at all with them. My favourite stuff with the OG this week isn't that part. It's the, no. stuff where, it's the stuff where she starts, where she's decided she wants a leather jacket because Steph's got a leather jacket. So now Summer wants a leather jacket. And like the re, like she wants it because it looks like she wants to be like Steph. That's obviously the real reason. But to try and like sell Max on it, she, she claims that it'll have a lot of pockets so she can keep things in it and she lists like she says i can keep all my hair ties in it which she needs because let's be honest the hair is fucking atrocious <laughs> and then one of the other things she says she can keep in the pockets is all her glitter which i thought was brilliant <laughs> she needs a leather jacket to cut all the fucking glitter about in. <laughs> so uh, that was my favorite og moment this week it was good. Uh, and she also does apply for a job as well. Oh, that's brilliant. Well done. I forgot about that. She's on the phone trying to scam her fucking job. Where was it? Where was she trying to get this job? It was, uh, she wanted to be a paper boy. Okay. She, so she rings up the local news agent and it's like, so you need a paper boy? And the news agent's gone, well, you sound like a girl, to be honest, so I don't think you can be a paper boy. And he's like, well, she's like, well, that's fucking sexist straight away. <laughs> so you're going to have to give me the job now. I'm going to fucking sue you. <laughs> And she right. like, and then Max comes in and he's like, get off the phone, come on, you're not having a leather jacket. And she says on the phone, she says, oh, it's one of my referees. And she puts her dad on the phone. And he's like, yeah, it's Summer's dad. I'm really sorry. Um, you know what she's like. 
Yeah, she, at the moment she ain't getting this leather jacket. He tells her she'll he'll think about it if she goes and fucking does her chores or something, and she like thinks fucking hell, brilliant. And obviously, I'll think about it. Means she ain't getting no leather jacket. I really hope she does get the leather. I hope she gets the leather jacket as well. I, I really, really do. Hope in the next maybe five episodes that she sees the leather jacket that she wants. We can try. We can try. Uh, that'd be a nice kind of like finale, I think, for the, the entire season is that OG gets a leather jacket. All right. Because, again, I'm peeling back the kernel a little bit here. We are hurtling quite fast to a season finale here. I'm going to drop this to you on YouTube right now. It's completely fucking arbitrary. It's just you decide when the, when the season finale is and when it's not. No, 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 because we are running out of episodes in this era. And there will be this a bit. Era. Where are you from? <laughs> Who knows anymore? And he knows that because on, on the episodes, if you scroll up, it says so the one episode and in brackets, it says 2022, 20, uh, 2002 season finale. Yeah. So that's what he's basing that on. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are hurtling quietly towards that quite fast. So Hurtling quietly. <laughs> nice. So be prepared for that. And like I said, we are heading towards another wedding special, I think, as well. So... Something to look forward to. There's loads to look forward to as well. Imagine what the summer's going to bring. <laughs> Adam's trying to. Adam, you can't see this again because it's audio. But Adam is trying to bite through some electric cabling just to try to stop <laughs> out the misery here. He's just gnawing on it like a rat. Open, please. Because this, is the, this is the problem, open. right? So you've had this idea peek behind the curtain because that's what this episode's going to be called. Because you keep saying that this week for some <laughs> reason. Like you'll you'll have an idea and then. Either on the podcast or not on the podcast, you will try and convince me and Tim to do this idea. And then the reason why... So sometimes I think the idea is shit straight away. That's obvious. But then other times, all I then have to think about is how can I save this? And that's what worries me a lot of the time. Like, you've had an idea, and you're obviously so pleased with yourself, and you really want to do it, and you've made loads of notes on various different items and things like that. And you've come to me and Tim with this idea and this plan. It's like, cap in hand, here's my idea. Please don't shit all over it. And we always do. So then, so I feel like I've shit all over it, and then I go off after this podcast's finished. Like, because the world keeps turning after this podcast. Some people might not know about that. Um, and I think, right, how the fuck can I make his absolute bullshit work? <laughs> That's what I do a lot of the time. Just and sometimes it's just head. a joke, or sometimes it's actually reminding you that it was my idea in the first place. It's <laughs> things like that. And sometimes me and Tim have to go, like, privately in, like, a breakout room and discuss how we can fix you. Um, and I feel like that's what's going to happen with your summer plans. It'll be fine and it will be good. And when it's done, we will have put on a good show and we will have enjoyed it. But there's a lot of fucking work to be done until then. (laughs) I am basically Gino, aren't I? I'm coming up with all these fucking ideas of... You're stood there with a fucking magic wand now, but it's me and Tim Ah. who have to fucking pull this out of the fire. You actually nodded your head that time like it was... You're fucking it's like, well, it plays in my head every time. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you listen to this podcast, you hear the music, but I just leave a really uncomfortable pause because the, the music goes in post. I'm looking forward to talking about the ego this week because, um, you know, I'm not one to say I told you so. 
and point out your errors. <laughs> but fucking hell, I, I like the, I like it this week because one of the clips that you have chosen from last week's episodes, one of the clips that you chose, I don't like any of them. I'm going to say that right now as well. Don't think any of them are funny. None of the clips this week are funny that you picked. Um, <laughs> but one of them is about something that you said wouldn't ha- didn't happen, and you definitely don't think it was. And I said, I'll be shocked if this isn't the answer. <laughs> and lo and behold, lo and behold, discuss what happened with the ego this week. There we go. Well, before we get to that, and don't worry, we'll get to that. Um, Darcy wants to be Carl's best man. Darcy never says that. This unwritten thing, the looking, Su- and Susan says across the dinner table, because they're having dinner, Darcy and Chloe and Carl and Susan, and Susan goes, you thought of a best man yet? And she does a look, not a shag look, but a look like, what about Darcy? And Carl's like, yeah, well, I'm thinking about maybe some someone from back in the day. And and Susan's like, well, you know, you, you, it should be family, really. It should be, it'd be great if it was someone who's, you know, been around and it's family. And Carl's yeah. like, well, I don't really know about that. The, it's Darcy never says I want to be the best man. But once he you get does, but he never fucking says it because he's the ego and he would never say that. He wants it. He wants it so he bad. He never says he wants it. <laughs> Not once. He says it with his eyes. <laughs> Maybe a look. I'll give you a look. There was a bit of a look, and it did. The look wasn't shag. It was best man. Best man. <laughs> he's excited about that. You can see it in his eyes. He's exuding that, not necessarily with his words, but with his general aura. But while he's also exuding that, he's also getting attacked in the evening. He's had a, he's had a nice pub dinner with Chloe. Some guy in the shadows comes He hasn't out. had a pub dinner with Chloe. He has, it's in the exact he same He hasn't, party. because he never turns up for his dinner, and that's why oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, there we go, there we go. Oh. <laughs> he's about to, but then he gets attacked by a mystery man. And he gets fucking knocked unconscious. He beats the shit out of him. He does beat the absolute shit out of him, this guy. Uh, and he gets found hours later by Carl and Susan who are just arsing around. I'm assuming they've had a pub dinner and just been arsing around after a pub dinner. Uh, Chloe, Chloe's meant to meet you. Chloe, you're right. Chloe is meant to have met him in the pub. But she's like, oh, I must be late. He's got caught doing something. He's a doctor, you know. Uh, so she has drinks with Steph and Libby for a little while, which is quite nice. And then uh, she tells my favourite fact that she tells them about Darcy because Libby's like, right, girl talk. Tell me some, tell me some shit about Darcy. He has three different aftershaves. This was good. He has one for morning, one for afternoon, and one for evening. And the second I heard this, I went, why the fuck do I have? Why don't I have three aftershaves? Because you fucking drink it, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I bet since you watched that, you've now got three aftershaves to carry around with you. Uh, no, I reckon you've got three different flavours. Yeah, I said flavours of links, af- links that you carry around with you. One for <laughs> each. <laughs> what would be a good morning smell? What would be, like, be a nice smell for the morning? Well, you're asking TJC coffee, yeah, surely. <laughs> Freshly ground beans. Yeah. What, what aromas do you like with your coffee? What are the ones that, that stand out when you're sniffing those coffee beans in the morning? It's just chocolate in it, really. Chocolate. So a nice chocolate. There is a chocolate links as well. So, yeah, a nice chocolate in one in the morning. What about the afternoon? What would be a nice smell in the afternoon? Don't want to ask me questions like this. We've established this. Me asking questions is good. Me answering questions forces me to say inappropriate things that you cut out. <laughs> Man's got I, think I, I think I like a little, something a little lighter in the afternoon, maybe a little bit fruity. Something like a mandarin or an orange, or, so, or maybe uh, I, think, I think the reason that I'm tempted to say inappropriate things, see, I censor myself, is because you ask a stupid question like this and you're just going off at what the fuck are you talking about? 
I'm trying to sort out my three different scents. Appropriate things. I want three different scents. I want a morning scent, an afternoon scent, and an evening scent, just like Darcy. So I'm asking your advice. You probably just smell like shit all the time. The size of your logs. <laughs> you, might, you might like these three different scents, but there's only one that's coming out of you. <laughs> and then depending on the time of the evening and what you've been up to, you probably just smell like stale vagina and broken promises. <laughs> that is my preferred evening scent. <laughs> Stank in the evening. I stank. If I if I did come out with an aftershave, it would be called stank. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> stop saying inappropriate things, Tim. Come on. Uh, so yeah, he's found by Susan and Carl. He's been the shit has been beat out of him. Uh, would you say he's fucked, Adam? It's not looking good for the lad, and he like a lot of a lot of the ego chats finish with him being fucked, and this is not in a good way this time. Yeah, because he's in hospital next and he's got a concussion, a couple of broken ribs uh, and some other things that I didn't make a note of or listen to. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been properly beaten up. Uh, but he, he's okay, he's upright and he's in the hospital bed. He's, he's conscious now. He's talking to people. Uh, he's a bit sleepy, but that'll come into play a little bit later on. Um, Chloe's fuming because Darcy straight away is like, Jordan did it because that's his go-to thing. He's like, yeah, Jordan comes in with some flowers. He's like, cut the fucking bullshit, Jordan. You beat me up, didn't you? Or you paid someone to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, she didn't do it herself. <laughs> and Chloe's fucking fuming about this. She's like, how dare you accuse Jordan of doing this? And, and this is just your go-to. You always just say Jordan did this. Because last time he um, he had his car window smashed in. Um, and you, like, straight away, he's like, well, the only person who this could be, storyline-wise, if you've been watching the fucking episodes, is it's clearly your daughter, Jordan, because she doesn't want to be together. So that's, like, clearly who it is. And last time you went, nah, it's definitely not Jordan. And I don't know who you thought it could have been. I think you just said, oh, it's, like, a random, you thought there was, like, a crime spree or something. He's totally said that it happened a couple of times that week, so... And I went, and I said, you can listen to the clip, it's not funny, but it it does prove my point. Um, I said, well, I'd be shocked if it's not Jordan who's behind this. So he calls her out on it this week, and then you can tell by the look on her face. The look on her face is not shag. It's the look on her face is, yeah, I smashed up your fucking car, and I've just paid someone to beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Straight away. And she admits That's my case, Tim. Yeah. Well, you rest the case, because she admits it, she comes Straight away, she just goes, well, yeah, I'm the only person it could have been. Like, it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious it was me. <laughs> but she does say, oh, I thought he was only going to rough you up a little bit. So Chloe can't believe it. She's just defended her daughter. And then, you know, it turns out that she has paid someone to beat her up or beat him up. So I don't know. She, can't be, she might be quite handy. Who knows? Um, so Chloe comes back in later on and is like, listen, I understand this is a shit situation. I'm going to give you a couple of days to think about it. But- five more episodes, I think she says. Yeah, five more episodes. No more than five, because that'd be mental. She said. But uh, I'm going to give you a chance to get out of things right now. No hard feelings. If you don't want to continue with this, I completely understand. No hard feelings. Have a little think about it. Uh, I don't know if she winks and does the cling finger click like I just did there. But so yeah, in the next five episodes, what do you think is going to? Is he going to con- choose to continue with this relationship with Chloe, or is he going to call it a day? Tim, what would you do? I'd have fucked her off ages ago. I mean, she's proper old. Um, she is rich. A daughter is fit, but she does fucking hate him. 
So you've got, oh, uh, oh, uh, what do you think? What You would have fucked her off ages ago. The whole storyline's a bit weird for me. I've got a prediction, but it kind of bleeds into the last storyline I want to talk about this evening. Or this morning, or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, and, and if you are listening in the morning, have a little smell and see what you can smell in the morning and see if that smell changes in the afternoon into the evening. Oh, <laughs> because, and this guy does think of shit, this guy. Is it, do you think I'm talking about him? Is it you? <laughs> no, it's Cookie. He's the horrible Dr. Cookie. I, so, I honestly, I I can imagine he genuinely stinks of shit. And like, whenever someone looks at him and they've got that look on their face that's like, you stink of shit. He he returns a look that's like, yeah, I know he's good in it. Ugh. Ugh. I, I don't, I, at the very least, I imagine he's got coffee breath. At the very least, but like, I bet he doesn't brush his teeth. He seems like one of those people. He's a well-to-do guy. He does like swamp yeah. face. Why won't he smell nice? I reckon he just drinks whiskey, shags horrible women, doesn't brush his teeth. Wow. little insight into Tim's uh, Tuesday evening there. <laughs> <laughs> or Wednesday, or Thursday, or whenever you're fucking listening to this bullshit. <laughs> so the formal complaint that Dee put in weeks ago, she didn't dither about it, she put that formal complaint straight in. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> has been officially ruled as a misunderstanding on both parts and no further action will be taking place. An independent adjudicator has come in and gone, can't fucking make any end of tale of this. You're both to fault. Just fucking make up and get on with it. Here's the thing. An independent adjudicator didn't. Oh, come on. The whole point, and what he says is, we've dealt with it in-house and this is what we've come to terms with in-house. The HR guy in-house at the hospital. Yeah, he's the independent adjudicator, the HR guy. But he's just the HR guy in-house. He doesn't say that's the end of it. He says, if you want to take this any further, you need to go, to bring in an independent adjudicator from outside. Oh, maybe, maybe that's where I got that word from then. He also does say as well, like, you are going to be watched for a couple of weeks as well to see if, any, if anything... He said for about the next five episodes, we're going to keep an eye on you. I uh, said, so we're always keeping watch. So just so you know. Cookie's well happy about this. Cookie's like, brilliant. Thank you very much. Knew this was a fucking load of bullshit. Off to do some fucking surgery now, dickheads. Save some lives. That's what I fucking do. And Dee's fucking fuming about this, obviously. And she won't give it up. Uh, once Cookie's done the surgery, he goes to see Darcy. He's, he's, he's good mate Darcy, see how he's getting on. And Dee follows him in there and confronts him. Adam's smiling again like this. No, she doesn't. Did you happen? He does, she confronts no, him. No, she doesn't. Or She's in with Darcy, Darcy, doing his like vitals and doing filling in his oh, chat yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything. And she's there already looking after him. Cookie comes in and goes, how's he getting on, D? And she's like, well, you're a dick, but he's he's doing a little bit better. Um, I need to check his vitals or whatever. He's out of it at the minute, though. He's, he's fucked. He's asleep. So keep the noise down. It's nice that you come to visit him, but don't fucking talk to me, dickhead. Yeah, okay. Well, I might have misunderstood that situation, but I feel like she timed it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she timed around to, to be in the same time. As Maybe. Cookie. You might be right. I might have missed that. Yeah, I think I'm just seeing a couple of... I'm, I'm seeing the undercurrents, I think. Yeah. Not, not the actual current that's going on. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm peeking behind the curtain a little bit, whereas sometimes you're just... Looking you're at you're seeing the subconscious, not just the conscious, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Tim's just like, make this fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> because wrap I'll, it up. Come on. Wrap it up. 
Because all at this point, Tim is just adjudicating arguments between me and Adam. <laughs> I didn't want it to go like this today, but you've brought it on yourself. And it's funny because Tim's going, I don't know what happened because I don't watch the episodes. It's just, it's extra fun for me. Like we specifically had a quiz at your expense that I won because I, I didn't even need to watch the episodes and I answered the questions correctly and you couldn't do it. This is the problem, Tim. He's learned nothing. <laughs> he thought that he did and, and invented a new system, which was the same system that he already had of note taking. And then he's not even fucking using that new system this week. Which is why he's just had three or four back-to-back storylines that he's completely fucking made up. <laughs> but anyway, that's bad advice. So, <laughs> so Darcy is asleep, and Dee and Cookie are having this argument. And Cookie's laying down some whole truths, and Darcy starts to wake up, and he hears the truth that Cookie did come on to Dee, and she turned him down, and that he did pers- pursue it and persist when he shouldn't have done. And he's like, ah, no harm, no foul. And he's like, no, lots, some harm, some foul. Can't, can't keep doing this. <laughs> uh, so that, and then Cookie fucks off. So, so hang on. Is, so is this the way that Cookie crumbles? <laughs> Let him keep that one. Yeah, well done, Tim. Well done, Tim. Uh, I can't really put any music in after that, though, because we're just about wrapping up now. So <laughs> never mind. I reckon someone will say that line in the show, though. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be Darcy as well, with that shitty eating grin that he has. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, Darcy, are you awake for that? He's like, yeah, most of it. I started waking up when Cookie was shouting at him, and I heard, what, what the fuck, what the, tell me the truth, Dee, what the fuck has been going on? And she does tell him the truth. So Dee has now got someone on her side. And coming round to my prediction from before, I think Darcy is he's going to save Dee, Dee's going to be very thankful to Darcy. Darcy's going to misread that situation. No, surely not. This is good. This is ultimate good guy Darcy now. This is his chance to be an absolute hero because he, he, he is going to sort it out because he says, I think there's a way I can sort this out. You've not predicted that. He says literally the words, I think there's a way we can sort this out. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's going to sort it. He cannot turn straight away and start feeling up D. He can't do it. He's got to be a good guy for a little bit. Here's what, here's what can happen then. Complete swerve. You're like all through this, you're thinking that D's like the, the goody goody. She's in a relationship. She knows what's right and wrong. Cookie's just fucking gross. Turns out as soon as Darcy's maybe doing something nice for her, she'll give him a look like shag. And then that'll be the cliffhanger end of the episode. I'll be all right with that. That'd be quite good. That is, that's a very, I, I, I prefer that one over mine. No, nothing needs to come of it, but that can be like the eventually like, beginning of the end of Toadie and D because mm-hmm. she's looked away and she's gone. Ah, maybe I'm not into this as much as I thought I was. That is a very good possible. Thing. I quite like that. It's very possible. Look at Tim, it... a joke and a good idea. <laughs> what a great way to finish a podcast. Well, got to the last five minutes. That's all. <laughs> yeah, once me and Adam stopped arguing with each other, he started. Felt <laughs> like I had to intervene. That's why I'm here. <laughs> You're like an independent adjudicator, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so lots to look forward to with the next five episodes that we'll watch uh, next week. Even though well, it actually might not, be, it might not be five, actually, because like I said, we are slow, starting to run out of episodes here. So we might... Can we not do like six or seven just to finish the season? Nah, that'd be fucking mental. But we'll figure that out. We'll we'll figure that out what we're watching next. But 
exciting things to look forward to in, in the next episode. Exciting things to look forward to in the in the future as well. Like I said, we are hurtling towards a season finale. We've got a few things lined up, haven't we? We certainly have. Uh, summer is almost here as well. If you're living in the UK right now, it's fucking beautiful at the moment with the weather. He's got me in the summer mood. So. He doesn't know where he's going with this. He no, absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Summer is coming. 